0: Hello my friend, my name is Gabi Ruth and this is Pain to Passion Live. Hello beautiful people, welcome back to Pain to Passion Live. I'm so happy today (laughs) because I get to talk to one of my favorite people on Instagram, Monica De Christina. She is amazing. I don't know if you guys have followed her over there yet, but you definitely should. And I'll put all of her info in the show notes, but you know how sometimes you just see people and they're like so warm and so safe and Mm. you can just tell that they've been through stuff and they've also done a lot of work so Mm. that's definitely what I see in you Monica and I'm so grateful that we get to connect today so thank you for being here well thank you so much
1: and um thank you for such a warm introduction and I just I'm so excited that we got to do this and just to be here today and to just hang out with you and everyone listening
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Well, mm-hmm. we would love to just hear from you. Like, who are you and what sure. do you do? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, well, I am Monica DeChristina, as you said, and I am married um, and uh, to Mark, my husband, and I've got three kids um, and two dogs. And so there's just a lot of buzzing of life happening all at once, all the time. Um, I'm also a practicing therapist. I'm in my office right now. I have my own private practice in Atlanta and I'm a writer and I love to combine um, sort of metaphor and artistic way of thinking about the world with healing, which I also think is an art. Um, And so, and I got into therapy because I struggled for, probably about 10 years without understanding what was happening, which is not uncommon, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Um, what was happening within me. And once I finally saw a therapist, it changed everything. I thought if I could do one thing in my life, it would help people to feel less alone Mm
0: -hmm. and to help
1: them, you know, to help be one voice that says like, you make sense. It's okay. And we can figure this out. So that's Mm -hmm. what I do, you know, in this space and, you know, for a living. And I have a podcast too called still becoming.
0: I love that. So you're like, not busy at all. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm writing a book.
0: (laughs) Yes. Which I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, you just mentioned you're a writer and I love how you explained like your style of writing. I can totally relate to that, but um, I'll talk to you in a bit about the book because I definitely am curious to know more about that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I love that you saw a therapist And that Mm -hmm. inspired you to become a therapist. I'm sure you're not the only one, but that's like a big decision. Like it really Mm -hmm. significantly impacted your life. So Mm -hmm. I'd love anything that you'd like to share about that experience, about that process. We would love to hear that story.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, like many people, maybe going to therapy the first time I was terrified, I thought, well, certainly this person is going to confirm all my worst fears, that there is something deeply wrong with me and mm-hmm. I am a problem and a mess. You know, and so I remember, you know, waiting and, um it was, it was a psychologist in the basement of a church. I don't know why I was in the basement, but a psychologist <laughs> in the basement of a big church. And I just remember sweating in the waiting room and just mm-hmm. being so afraid to see him going into his office and he had pictures of his family, which, you know, isn't always common, right? A lot of times therapists don't have pictures of their family. Um, and I thought, oh, they all look so normal, like, (laughs) oh gosh, I'm really going to freak this guy out, you know? And, and he was just not worried. He was not bothered. He was just so calm and so accepting and, um, made me feel so safe. And then also helped me understand, right? Safety is essential but then there's understanding, understanding, wow, this is what happened to you. And this is what's happening inside of mm. you. And it just made such an impact because up until that point, I had been a, you know, a practicing Christian, which I still identify as, but I had gone to every prayer, <laughs> prayer call, every Bible study I'd memorized every scripture I could. And I'm not saying these aren't good things. They're great things, but they're just for the wrong medicine for what I needed, you yeah. know? And so with him, I found you know, what I actually needed. And and it was just transformative. And um and that's a big thing on my heart always is to destigmatize mental health to say, you know, if you're going to a therapist, they're not going to tell you what's wrong with you. They're probably going to make you feel less alone.
0: Yeah. 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 And I love Mm -hmm. to hear that. And you're right. People need to hear that and understand that. Like I know Mm -hmm. people in my life who Mm -hmm. have been afraid to go to therapy for those very same reasons, because there there can be that stigma around it. Mm
1: -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And you
0: don't want your worst fears about yourself to be confirmed. Um, But the process of entering into a safe relationship like that, where you can be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and seen Mm -hmm. without shame is so empowering Mm -hmm. and impactful. Mm -hmm. And it's,
1: yeah. And it's so much a part of healing is, that safe relationship which then you learn to be with yourself as well
0: Mm, I love that can you can you kind of talk to us a little bit more about creating safe spaces and what it means to Mm -hmm. be in a safe space
1: yeah well I mean I think that you know there's all different kinds of safe spaces to be created right so there's the professional safe space like a, a a therapist create safety by, you know, unconditionally accepting the person by creating really healthy boundaries, right. By not over, uh, let me think how to say this, not going too fast in therapy. That's all Mm -hmm. uncommon thing that can happen. Is going too fast. You think, Oh, we'll just dive right in. And that can be unsafe. So there's like a professional kind of safety of a healing, you know, professional, but then there's safety in relationships. And that's where we know that we can kind of show up on the outside, how we are on the inside Mm. and be, and be met still with love. Now, love doesn't mean I condone everything you're doing as the best decision in the world. You know, love means that I, that I accept you and I will be with you, you know, with what you bring. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how does going to show up in a professional safe space affect Mm -hmm. how you show up in a relational safe space like for me as a therapist like for 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 anyone in general Mm -hmm. I mean I Mm -hmm. could answer that question for myself I know that it's made a huge impact for me to experience safety in a therapist's office and how that has changed how I can show up relationally but I'd love to Mm -hmm. hear from your perspective like how that feels for a person what that might look like Mm. Well, I think that safety is something
1: that is experiential. You know, there's mm-hmm. definitely great, great books about it, right? Like, you know, there's the old classic, like cloud, cloud and pounds and safe people, you know, it's a good one. Um, but I think that safety is experiential. And so it's just, you, you understand more what it feels like in your nervous system to feel safe yeah. and to be safe. And so you understand more how to Produce that in an environment and how to listen to cues when you may not be feeling safe or someone else may not be feeling safe, right? You can, I think you become more and more attuned to that the more that you experience it. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which is why going to a therapist can be so impactful. Because <laughs> yeah. that could be yeah. the first uh-huh. time or oh, yeah. that you really mm-hmm. feel that sense mm-hmm. of safety with another person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And a big part of that is being
1: heard, being seen, being validated, having your boundaries respected. These are all really important parts of emotional safety.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thank you for that. I I'm yeah, I'm like so interested in just picking your brain because you're just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um and oh, I don't true. know if that couch behind you is the couch that you've filmed some reels on. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, so, so yeah, this, the, actually, that's my, that's where my clients sit. And then the, okay. the chair you can't see is where I sit, you know, for my reels. Yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So
0: for those of you who, who don't know, Monica has done mm-hmm. some of these reels, um, where she's just sitting, you just sit on your couch and you like, yeah. just talk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think that I was really drawn to those videos mm-hmm. because of that sense of safety
1: Just kind of like,
0: you can tell you're, obviously I'm not there in the room with you, but you're leaning in, you're attuning, you're extending compassion. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good taste of what someone could experience in a professional setting Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. with a good therapist. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, yes. Because in every profession, they're, they're, you know. Nobody's perfect.
0: Right. It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for that's sure. That's a good way to put
1: it. Yeah. For uh-huh. sure. Um,
0: yeah. so for you, mm-hmm. back when you were in this office in the church basement. Yeah. Uh-huh. What what did it feel like to kind of get out of that discomfort in your body of mm-hmm. like, this is scary, to mm-hmm. finding, oh, I am actually safe here. What what was that experience actually like for you that was so impactful? that's a great question
1: what was it like for me to actually feel safe I think um I think what it was the acceptance and then um, my therapist actually you know I'm a different therapist now I just I believe in going to therapy if I'm going to practice therapy and I believe Mm -hmm. in going to therapy in general but my therapist then um did something that is you know rare in therapy and he self-disclosed and mm-hmm. self-disclosure is like just the you know overly technical term for telling something about yourself at a very important time so that you know it has a therapeutic impact and yeah. so he told me about something that had happened to him that was like what had happened to me and it just it, it transformed everything for me because i thought wait but you're okay yeah <laughs> you're the professional like you're the you're the guy that's a psychologist with the beautiful kids behind you and you're, and this happened to you. Mm. And it just, it really, it showed to me now as, you know, all these years later, the power of disclosure, the power of destigmatizing experiences or mental health diagnoses or, you know, emotions or hard things, you know, Mm. that all oftentimes when we feel like we're alone, the second interpretation we have on that is, and i'm bad or yeah. this happened to me because something really is wrong with me or it's just me and so i think that's a big way that i had a transformative safe experience it Was like well he seems okay wow so maybe maybe i could be okay too and that's a big reason why i share my story why i talk about things why i write because it's a way to to do that you know to say hey you're not the only one whether it's me saying i struggle with anxiety for years like there's no shame in that
0: Mm -hmm. it's just that's
1: just being a human
0: yeah which Mm -hmm. i guess we're seeing more and more people totally Mm self-disclosing totally yeah (laughs) all over tiktok and all Uh over instagram and all the things which Uh of course there's pros and cons to all of that too but absolutely do you do you see that that's made an impact Uh on people even like their willingness to be open and share in therapy or come to therapy? I'm curious, like what the impact it's it's made on your profession.
1: I, you know, I, I, it's a great question and I feel like I don't know. And I'll tell you why I don't know, because I started my career, you know, I've been a therapist for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And so when I started, I mean, first of all, there probably was face. I've just never used these things personally, yeah. Facebook or Instagram, like maybe I did Instagram for a minute. And then I was like, ah, this feels weird. I can't do it. Um, so I just never did those things and they were, I'm sure were therapists writing and, but I never did any of that. I was just so the secluded either in the room. So mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. So every client I had never knew anything about me. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest hurdles for me was melding these two worlds. Now I feel called to write publicly. Now I feel called to write, you know, speak publicly, but I've never done that as a practicing therapist. And so Uh I really don't know. So, So for my clients, some of my clients have found me online, of course, at this point, but I, but I never advertise it to them. And so that's just been something that I've had to learn how to allow to be. And I would say, I don't know how my clients feel, but I would say for the ones I know that have found me online, it's been just fine. Mm-hmm. It's really, and, and it's very different than how I was trained, which was don't tell anything to anybody, right, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That brings up a really good point because you mm-hmm. are very active on Instagram, yeah. at least at this point, um, sure. and share amazing content, like, <laughs> <Yeah. Thanks. laughs> um, and recently like your quote cards and stuff have been so profound. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think just really, really relatable to a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's true. I, I actually haven't thought about that much because mm-hmm. a lot of therapists I think are kind of in that same space where, mm-hmm. you know, you've been in private practice for so mm-hmm. long and now yeah. you feel this urge to mm-hmm. help as many people as you can, like online mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. what's that evolution been like, like how long has this process been mm-hmm. for you?
1: Oh gosh! Well, it was so awkward at first. For yeah, me. I mean, it's it's only been a few years, and it and it really was to serve the purpose of the work of writing and the podcast, you know. And I and I've allowed Instagram organically to become for me an expression of writing. Like I really do see it as a beautiful way to connect with people. But it, it started off again because I didn't have a lot of social media experience personally on purpose Mm -hmm. um i'm just naturally a private person believe it or not um and so it just was super awkward and i just felt like what am i doing why am i doing this but i felt really called to share Mm. certain things and to write and to be creative in a healing space and so I think it's just an important thing to remember that sometimes when we're called to something, Mm. it it won't necessarily be easy. And it, and it won't, you won't know what the heck you're doing and you may stumble and fall and feel awkward, but it doesn't mean it's the wrong calling. Yeah. Right. And so, so I would say like, it was, it's been an evolution. Now I feel totally comfortable and just, have accepted all these different parts of me as part of the whole, you know, but, but it was definitely super awkward at first for me. I don't know how it was out there watching me, but it was inside. It was awkward. Yeah,
0: no, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. And I, I kind of love that you just shared that, like it was scary and awkward, but you felt called because don't we all kind of find ourselves in that space at one point or another? I think so. Yeah. Doing
1: anything new is going to feel awkward. And when you're called to something, it's going to be new.
0: Yeah. So how do Mm -hmm. you tread that line of like, I know I'm called, but this is really uncomfortable and moving Mm -hmm. into that, like Mm -hmm. in a titrated way,
1: so as not
0: to Mm re-traumatize yourself or overwhelm Mm -hmm. yourself in an unhealthy way. What are your tips for that?
1: That's a great, that's a great question. I think, I think, um, the first thing is to remember that ease, something being easy is not confirmation of it being correct, mm, right? Love that. Mm-hmm. We, we so often have those two together. Well, it's gonna, I'm going to be totally peaceful if this is the right thing. When, when your anxiety may be triggered, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. So I think right. remembering that ease is not confirmation. Ease is great. I mean, sitting on the sofa and feeling easy is great, you know? But I think, I think more than that is always checking in with your why. Like what's mm. my why? What's my why? Because that that'll keep you out of performance. That'll keep you out of trying to be like somebody else because your why is just for you, right? Yeah. And and then I think, you know, good old fashioned boundaries, you know. I mean, I really um really am boundary, even though I'm on on, you know, Instagram Facebook I'm officially on, I think, but it just loads there. I don't really know how to use it, um, which I'll learn someday. But it just, you know, having really, really not strict, but honoring boundaries to myself you know like i, I don't need to look at this i'm going to put this away i take long periods of time where i've just been totally off of it you know and i think that that's mm. important yeah
0: because
1: it's it is it is I, I don't really resonate when people say this is not real life because it is real i met you there you're real work this yeah. is real yeah right totally <laughs> this conversation is real mm-hmm. but it's just important it's not your physical life too yeah. so it has to you have to be able to keep everything you know, just like your physical life, you have,
0: to have boundaries. Right. Totally. It, it is mm-hmm. a piece of your real life, especially, Absolutely. you know, so many people are using mm-hmm. it in a professional mm-hmm. capacity at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, pre post COVID it's like, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many friends I've made on social media yeah. that are real people. <laughs> exactly. It's a real relationship. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. But it's also true, like everything in our lives, the food we eat, the way we move our body, how much we sleep, there's all spaces Mm -hmm. for that. And this is like,
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah. There has to be boundaries around it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you mentioned connect with your why, which we hear a lot. And I love that. And Mm I, I get it, but Mm -hmm. for someone who's always like seeing this connect with your why, what is your, why? like, what is, what does it mean?
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, you've got the best questions. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I think what it means is it's, um, and this is how I would think about it, is it's putting guardrails up in your life so that you don't get lost on the path, right? I feel like the why is the guardrails. Like, so, so if I'm doing this because I feel called to share about this, it it, it helps me to stay within the guardrails and not get lost off in the weeds about, well, I don't have as many followers as so-and-so, or this post didn't do as well as that thing, because that's actually not the point. Mm-hmm. If one person was helped by what I shared, then I'm still within the why. I, yeah. I guess, I don't know if listeners can see my hands, but they're moving. Some will, <laughs> some won't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> moving parallel. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I just think the why helps us stay within, you know, what, why we're doing it, the the reason for it, you know, it is really yeah. guardrails.
0: I love that. Yeah, that was a great description. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> I very fair. much appreciate that. So a little bit off topic of where yeah. we are right now, but something mm-hmm. that I would love to hear about is because um, you mentioned earlier, like you were going to church, you were memorizing Mm -hmm. scripture, praying all of those things, but still felt like there's something really going on, which a Mm -hmm. lot of people can also relate to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know know a lot Mm -hmm. of people my age, Mm -hmm. specifically, like we grew Mm -hmm. up in this certain Mm -hmm. um, culture of like, Mm
1: -hmm. faith fixes
0: everything, maybe even Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anti-therapy. And so to move into like understanding there are so many different ways that God has given us to heal I would I would love to hear kind of what your Mm. faith metamorphosis has been like Mm. Mm. well that's good okay so my faith I I really do love
1: your questions my faith (laughs) metamorphosis would be you know I wasn't raised in a like um a evangelical Christian household. I was raised in a Catholic household, but nominally. My parents got married okay. Catholic, and they um sent me to the Catholic classes because that's what you that's what they promised when they got married Catholic. Mm. But, but, um, they were not necessarily going to church. I just went on Wednesday nights, you know, and Mm -hmm. did all the things. And so, so it was, you know, I would say culturally, and my dad is Spanish. He's from Spain. And so culturally Catholicism was just a part of the culture, you know, but it wasn't like a real, for me in my home, I know that it is for many practicing Catholics for me in my home, it was a nominal cultural thing. And so, um, you know, when I was a teenager, I was, I, I was already in the throes of suffering from anxiety and ran into a lot of very evangelical people at school and really learned about god and became a christian um you know that way and went to church and and really just got into it you know and um i have always been uncomfortable with organized religion i've always been uncomfortable with um, so many things that the Christian church has done. So I've never been comfortable fully identifying as that way, even though I am, I would call it my inconvenient truth because mm-hmm. there's so many things that are really hard for me about it. Yeah. Um, but so I would say personally for me though, my, I have never been able to not be fully honest about how God met me in my suffering. Mm-hmm. I really, 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 and still do have felt like I, I will, I cannot deny my experience, no matter how uncomfortable I am with Christianity, mm-hmm. my experience with meeting God, I really can't. And I think that it, God saved my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is why I ended up in therapy and why I ended up being a therapist. You know, my, I would just pray, God, please help me.
0: Mm-hmm. Please help
1: me and all those prayers have been answered not in the way that i thought i never thought that i'd be here i thought i'd be an artist i didn't think i'd be doing being a therapist but really all those all those prayers were answered and so my metamorphosis today is you know, I would say I still identify as a Christian very inclusively. So I work with a lot of people wounded by the Christian church. yeah. And, and so, so I'm really careful in my language. It feels, I'm sure, you know, since we follow each other online, I'm very, very careful with my language because there's been so much language that has hurt so many people. Yeah. And so I really am just trying to be just as, and I know I mess up all the time, just intentional and careful as I can, knowing that I believe all healing, you know, can come from God, whether I, whatever, whatever words I use. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's I would say would be my my story.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Um, sure I can is. definitely relate in many ways. I'm yeah. sure others yeah. can as well. I agree. It can it can be uncomfortable and inconvenient. However, it's also your truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very fact that you're here mm-hmm. today. Yeah, is your evidence of mm-hmm. what god has yeah. done in your life um mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're going to be speaking in a certain mm-hmm. language a certain lingo right. that's out there right. and especially hurtful to yeah. a lot of people but that's mm-hmm. i mean i think that's what i love about a lot of people like you in this space mm-hmm. right now is yeah um the language is changing mm-hmm. slowly but yeah. surely the language yeah. is changing to mm-hmm. in my opinion reflect Jesus yeah. better <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. honestly so yeah I love that you shared that I really appreciate that and I I'd love to hear like because I know you're in the process of writing a manuscript which yes. is a big deal <laughs> it's a huge deal yeah Uh huh. I would th- just love to hear about your writing project and what's coming for you
1: yeah well, you know, I'm back in my therapy office now. I actually took the whole that's part why I haven't been doing my reels. I took the whole month of March off from seeing clients as like a okay. sabbatical to get started on the book awesome. and And I would say about the book, you know what what I hope it'll be is me putting my hand in someone else's hand and them not feeling alone. Like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna talk a lot about pain and identifying it and a lot of validation and a lot of destigmatizing things and and I hope that the book will be like a actually um so much of what I try to create I want it to be a therapeutic experience itself and yeah. so I'm hoping that the book will feel like that so I'm trying to craft it in that way um but it's been all, it's been a long time coming it's why I got on Instagram in the first place and you know i i really like to say about it i'm glad i didn't give up and so if there's anybody mm. listening whatever it is maybe it's not a book for them i don't know what it would be but i remember talking to my husband and saying like i really want to write like i really want to write and he's like well maybe you should write <laughs> you know i these like years ago you know mm-hmm. and i and so i just started you know and i and this was my dream to get a publishing contract and it happened and but i would always heard people say that and i was like well that's for them that's for them, that's for them, you know, and, and that's, that's part of the healing is realizing, no, it's for you too. And so, you know, for anyone listening, I would love just to, for them to know it's for them too. whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is to keep going towards that thing.
0: Yeah. And to continue reminding yourself of that through the process, I'm sure you've hit up against like, what am I doing?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's a roller coaster. Some days I feel like so excited. And some days I feel Mm -hmm. like, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. How is this going to come together? And then other days it feels like trying to fit an ocean into a straw. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just like, it's just too much. Like I can't do that. So yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Relatable, relatable content, Monica. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so good. Well, I cannot wait to read it. Thank I mean, you. you're creating it and you are very gifted at creating therapeutic moments for people. So Thank I'm sure you. the book will reflect the same and I'm very excited. Oh, I'll have to you. have you back on the podcast and promote. Yeah,
1: it. I will. I'll be honored. i would be honored. Yeah. I'd would love that.
0: Yeah. I would yeah. absolutely love that. Well, I so appreciate your time today. Oh, very, you. very glad we got to connect. And I yeah. anything that you would like to share about um, any ways to yeah. connect with you or anything yeah. else that you have yeah. inside your brain that you'd like to share before we go. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear that, too. Um, I think that, you know, Instagram,
1: Monica, D. Christina, I think that on top of that, though, is my newsletter, my Substack, that I really love writing on. I really love hearing from people about I really awesome. love hanging out there. So that's on, that's on my Instagram too. And then the podcast is kind of still happening, kind of taking breaks as I just create this new thing. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And totally worth going back and listening to old episodes too. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah.
1: I hope so. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of meditations there that I hope are timeless.
0: Yeah. They're wonderful. Highly recommend for sure. Well, I will make sure to include all your info in the show notes. So anyone who's listening, if you want to find Monica, um, you can go click on those in the show notes and I'll be excited to see how this writing project unfolds and um, to see what what else happens as you move into your future and all of this next phase of your life. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for um, having me on and for such a great conversation and such good questions. Absolutely. And I will connect with you again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.